This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. First of all, how do you as a group of players feel at the moment about the way VAR is being used? I think uh, VAR comes to, to make more fair the football. And I think when you try to implement something new, uh, when you when you speak about football, that uh, we work with the the passion of the the people, the passion of the players. Is uh, we have here also intense games. I think never is easy. I think we just need to to respect the the process. We need to to understand that uh, it's not easy doing this. And uh, I think when something comes to to make the football fair, I think it uh, it's good. Sometimes they could not uh, make the best decision. Uh, sometimes they make the, the they have uh, they they make the good decisions, as we we saw in the Champions League last season. Uh, as we are seeing now, I think from the most special things is from the the, the offsides. That is a, a very difficult things to to the referees, and uh, I think uh, uh, if you look in the big scenario, I think they are doing well. Liverpool have scored more goals in the last fifteen minutes than any other team in the Premier League this season. Why is that, and what confidence? Does it give you in the title race uh, as well as the defence of the Champions League? Yeah, this is a thing that give give us confidence to keep fighting uh, all the time, 90 minutes till the end. If we, if you are if you are down uh, in the score, you, you can fight for 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 try, trying to the, the comeback. Uh, but I think we we can also learn some things, and uh, I think we can do better. Because uh, sometimes we are conceding some some goals that we can can do better, and we, when you concede uh, uh, in a game, you you change the, the the way of the game. So I think we we can do better in that aspect. Obviously, another big moment for Sadio in the game at the weekend against Aston Villa with the winner. Uh, but what do you make of accusations that Sadio is a diver, notably coming from Pep Guardiola? We think that Sadio is a top player, and we know him. We know his capacity, and uh, he is a top player, and he is really, really important for our our team. And he showed this uh, in the in the last game with an assist and uh, is scoring a goal. So yeah, I agree that he's a top player. Um, you, you touched upon clean sheets there between yourself and Adrian and Quivin. Only three so far this season. The same stage last season, he had more than double that. When you keep on winning, is it does it annoy you as much if you're winning and not keeping the clean sheets? How important is it that you keep getting clean sheets or get back to more clean sheets? Annoys me all, all, always when you we concede uh, stupid goals. <laughs> Sorry about the the word. Uh, when we concede in the stupid way. This annoys me and annoys my teammates also, uh, because when we en- went to the pitch, we always have a, a common goal that is win the game and keep the clean sheet. Uh, when you keep the clean sheet, you are closer to the to the victory, 
uh, at least you have a draw. So I think, yeah, we can we can uh, work better on the that aspect. And I think when we, as I said before, when you consider uh, a goal in the in a difficult moment, in the, a moment that uh, the team needs you to keep the clean sheet. Uh, uh, the games became more difficult, so yeah, we need to work better on that uh, if you want to do great things in this season. When we talk to outfield players that have been out for as long as you were out, we talk about match fitness or physical fitness. So we know that you're physically fit, but in terms of your match fitness of, of getting into the game, do you feel you're 100% now? Yeah, I feel. Uh, I feel good. From the first game that I play against Manchester, obviously some things you just uh, something just came with playing matches, and I think now I'm I start to to be more confident again. Uh, and when you are fit on your body and uh, when you are fit on your mind, you can do everything. So uh, uh, I think the last game I. Don't work too much, but uh, I did uh, important uh, interventions, some clearances in the, in the second half, and in some moments of counter attack. And I think this is the the most imp the most difficult things to 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 have when we are not playing for a long time. And uh, uh, obviously, I know I can do better, uh, and I would, I'm working hard for that. Uh, and uh, uh, I'll try to do everything better as soon as possible uh, and when I have more work to do also. <laughs> and just finally for me, if I may, um, the expression uh, mentality monsters, I think it is, it's going round about Liverpool at the moment. So given how, certainly in the second half, you were relatively comfortable against Genk, but also thinking in mind about Manchester City at the weekend, how do you keep that mentality and that focus going into this and the weekend's match yeah for now we just think on the on the game game uh, we cannot think on man city game if we we come tomorrow and we play against gang uh, strong side uh, thinking on man city we will we'll have difficulties uh, on this game so we need to we need to think just on the the game of tomorrow, uh, that is uh, important. That we won that game for the for our goals in this this season to to make another step in the Champions League. Alison, how, how much do you feel you miss Joel Matip when he's not available? How big a blow is it to lose him? Do you feel like you're a weaker side when he's not available to play? No, we are not a weak side when he's not playing. Uh, but yeah, we miss him. He's a very good player, a player that uh, helped us a lot uh, last season, winning the Champions League. Uh, a player that, uh, when he's on the pitch, gives us confidence um, in aerial duels also. Uh, but I think uh, Dejan is doing really, really good uh, when he's playing. Uh, we also have Joe. Uh, that is a top player. Also, is young and uh, have a, a great, a good potential to 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 become a top player. And uh, yeah, we miss him, but uh, we are uh, uh, as strong as uh, now as w when we have him.
And just one more from me. I don't know if you saw the incident at Everton yesterday. Clearly, it's a, an upsetting moment for everybody with what happened to Andre Gomez. When you see something like that, how do you react as a, as a fellow professional? How difficult is it for you to accept that that can happen to any player at any time? Yeah, I just saw uh, one picture uh, from from son crying. I think is is uh, is really difficult. I I have a a serious serious injury now uh, in in the in the beginning of the season, and I know how 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 hard it is to assimilate uh, uh, the the injury to assimilate that you'll be out for for a long period. Uh, for me, ten weeks seems not too much, but was it was. Uh, but you need to accept. You need to deal with that. Uh, we uh, football players, we know that uh, can happen with uh, everyone, anytime. Uh, and it was an accident, as you said. And uh, I hope uh, Andre Gomez come back as soon as possible and uh, and stronger also. Ingrid. Yeah, I said it's annoying when you concede stupid, stupid goals. Yeah, uh, and you you don't keep the clean sheets. Uh, sometimes you have the quality of the of the opponent, and when they score in, in that way with quality, and uh, and uh, you cannot do nothing different, it's okay. You need to accept that it's a part of the game. Uh, but I think. Uh, we can do better in the concentration aspect. That, uh, for example, against against Genk, we concede a goal uh, in the 80, 85 minutes. So this annoy me, this annoy everyone uh, on the team, because you need to keep focus and to 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 keep your goals. To to uh, if you are. Uh, winning for one goal, and you concede in the in that moment, the the game is pretty much finished. You cannot do something something different. Sometimes you have no time, and uh, we need to to learn from these moments to 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 make sure that uh, will not happen again. Okay, uh, Chris, for the final question. Uh, Alison, if this is the first of back-to-back -back home games in the Champions League and if you win both, you know you'll go through. Is there an incentive to try and get qualified as quickly as possible, particularly with such a hectic December coming for you? Yeah, this uh, is an important goal for us to, to qualify as soon as possible. And we have a, a home, game, home game. We know uh, how strong we are here. And we... Uh, if uh, we own, we won every home game from now, uh, we have a big chance to to, to qualify, and uh, this game is uh, is as important as the the other games to come. Okay, sorry, we'll take one more final question. Um, uh, Simon Mignolet asked me to say hi. Uh, <laughs> have you been following his performances in the Belgian league and in the Champions League? And what do you mean? 
say hi to him also. <laughs> He's a great guy who helps me a lot uh, in the in my in my first season here in the in Liverpool, and uh, he's a great goalkeeper also. Uh, he shows professionalism. Uh, he didn't play too much, but he work every day hard uh, on my side, and uh, he was an uh, uh, important piece in the, what we we achieved last season because uh, we we also help. Uh, with the leadership, uh, with uh, with everyone in the dressing room. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Jürgen, after the weekend, VAR has again been a big talking point. I just wonder whether it's Champions League or Premier League, is or was football better with or without VAR? I think we all expected um, a proper improvement. When we are, that's how it is, and I think I still think that's possible. Um, and we all expected as well that it will um, that there will be a couple of problems in the beginning. I was not in Germany when 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 they started we are, but I was still pretty close and realized in the first year it was was difficult as well there, getting better and better and better. But I do some things different to England as well. That's how it is. It's not better or worse. It's just different. And. Um, so far, you can we cannot really. And there were some moments, obviously, when, it, when it's clear, but that's uh, the clear offside, clear handball, all that stuff. When you say, okay, uh, that's what we are, why we wanted it, or because we want clarification. That's all. That's all. What we when it came up, we thought, okay, good, good decisions. Sometimes for you, sometimes against you. That's how it is. But the right decision. And so now we, I think, in a moment, we discuss much more. After games about ref decisions, than we did uh, without VR, and that um, I didn't, don't think that was the, the real reason for it. And so it's clear we have to obviously improve that altogether. And um, I think that's on its way. So um, a lot of meetings will happen. It's difficult in a moment um, for us to be part of meetings because we have a pretty busy, busy schedule. But yeah, as much as we can help from the football side, we will try, and that's how it is. And um, we'll see what happens. I can also ask you what you made of Pep Guardiola's comments with regard to Sadio Mane when he says sometimes he's diving, sometimes he has this talent to score incredible goals in the last minute, he's a talent. Obviously complimentary on the one hand and then raising questions about diving on the other. So I'm not reading the, the English the papers, asked me already about it and I, I tried to say pretty much nothing about it. <laughs> um, didn't work 100% but... Um, I'm not really in the Man City mood in the moment, to be honest. I don't think about it. I don't. Do I like that he says about one of my players? I'm not 100% sure that he spoke about Sadio or about us in general because um, it was it maybe only mixed the words he and it or them up. I'm not sure now, but maybe only example because I didn't hear the, the, the Sadio's name. I don't know how he could have known about any incident in the game so quick after the game. What happened there? Um, but I can say. And people from other clubs, it's always like this, that's it's how it is. But Sadio is not a diver. So it was a situation in the Snovilla game where he got a contact and went down and maybe it was not a penalty, but there was contact. It's not like jumping over a leg and do like he hit you or whatever. Just there was contact and all the other penalties were penalties because he was in that situation, stayed there. And I'm 100% sure um, if something would happen like this for Man City, 
they would want to have a penalty because somebody kicked the player in the box and that's a penalty. So that's pretty much. But I'm absolutely not in the mood to talk about Man City. I really want to talk today about Genk or us or whatever, but not about the game on Sunday. Talking about you, more goals in the last 15 minutes than any other team in the Premier League. Why is that? And what confidence does it give you? <laughs> not just not just in the title race in the Premier League, but I'm also thinking when it comes to a competition like, like this as well. The fact that you are so potent in those last 15 minutes again. Different reasons, obviously, you can say because we have to. Uh, because of the result in the game, stuff like this. We have to chase the game too often if you want. Um, but on the other side, we, we are... Um, we are there to, to to squeeze everything out of the 95 minutes we can. That That's how it is. Unfortunately, we were not really often high enough up to control the game only in the last few minutes. And um, it's a situation. So. But of course, on one side, it shows a problem that we concede obviously goals in moments when we are not 2, 3 or 4 nil up. The last three times we conceded the first goal in the game. Um, the good thing is obviously that we that it's not a massive impact, obvious. So um, it's like it should be. It's an information, nothing else. No, no impact needed. Just um, go for it. If you, we, it's never that we think before a game we only want to score once, um, and it should be enough. And then you concede one and think, oh my God, we only can go for a draw now. We, we want to win football games, and we don't, we don't want to stretch luck too much. Um, that's how it is. But the game, for example, Aston Villa, I didn't think 100% that we will score, but I, I was sure we will, we will get moments if we stay as composed as we were and as, as clear and as creative and as direct as we were in this, in this second half, then we will have chances and then we have to use them, obviously. That's what the boys did in very decisive moments and that's why we won the game. That's why we scored now twice late and against Tottenham late. United late and, and, and all these things it's important but it's about the, the result in the game and we have to we had to do so so that's why we why we have that maybe that number but um, how is that I, to Van Hammersen honestly I don't care we have to win football games and I don't expect perfect football games it's not that I think it's not allowed to make this mistake a lot the, the, the goal we conceded against Aston Villa is a good example it was no mistake there was no mistake. It was we, we defend set pieces really well usually, and defended that set piece really well. But we have to accept that Aston Villa did better than we did in that situation. So, uh, uh, smart block on virtual, which is usually not enough, and very good timing of the runs, which helps a lot around set pieces. And they did it really well. So they uh, they deserve that goal. That's how it is. It was not a mistake. So, but you can concede goals like this in football. So no problem with that. Nobody needed to feel bad about it, and so we, 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 we carried on, and in the end, we did it. Yes, you say about nobody feeling bad, but Alison said it really annoys him when you can't keep clean sheets. I can imagine. From them because um, you've had less than half the amount at this time last season, so do you, do you deep down feel probably the same? That all is, part of, is always part of development. Um, a lot of things work out really well in that season. Already, it's only 11 matches in. Yes, it uh, feels much longer, but it's only 11 games, um, and there's a lot of. We always try to improve it, but you can. Our our main target cannot be now to have clean sheets. We want to have clean sheets, but we have to be creative. We have to do, and the goals we conceded were all different. The set piece thing is now is now one time against um, against Tottenham was their first attack, deflected ball, crossbar. 
it doesn't happen. For me, it's more important that opponents don't create against us a lot. If they if they score with their one chance they have, yeah, it's not nice. But that's nothing you really can work on. Um, but um, we have to. That's of course we, we don't want to concede goals. That's easy as that. And as a goalkeeper, I can imagine that it annoys him. Um, but at the end, he's as happy as all the others when we win the games. Ed is not too much bothered about uh, um, the clean sheet or whatever. But we will have clean sheets during the season. I'm 100 percent sure. And there will be a moment when um, we defend all the situations better again, and then um, we still have to score goals to win the games. And I understand why you wouldn't want to be in a Manchester City mood out of out of respect for Genk and obviously the competition as much as anything. So, so how do you stop that mentality when you go through those doors? Do you put a ban on saying those two words, or do you not need to do anything like that? Ban on what? The two words that you're not in the mood to say. The Manchester two City. <laughs> oh, you can say the words Manchester City. I only don't think about them in the moment. Why should I? That's that's no problem. And you mean if I have to tell the boys? Anybody outside the curtain, I suppose. I don't have to. So we the, the the story the boys wrote, if you want, in the last three years was only possible because we're always focused on the next game completely with all we have. Nobody thinks in this moment, and I don't have to tell them, I know them, nobody has to tell the boys that um, City's on Sunday, tomorrow's Genk. So we have big ambitions and ambitions in this in this competition tomorrow night, and um, it's an open group. Still, pretty much everything possible. So we have to, we have to be 100% spot on tomorrow night. We have to create an incredible atmosphere again. We have to make life as uncomfortable as possible for Gang. We have to make sure that we get these three points because that's all why, why we're doing all this stuff. And that only works if you are 100% focused on it. That that's. Everyone knows that. So for the people in the stadium, it's very important that they really dig in that game tomorrow night. For the players, it's very important that we do that. And um, so I, I don't doubt my players at all. So um, I, I know that I really would feel a bit embarrassed if I have to tell them, by the way, boys, don't think about Man City already. Um, so I know them well enough. I don't have to do that. OK. Um, just for the flow of the... Passing the microphone over, Matt, you've got it now, then we'll go with the gentleman here, then Norway, and then uh, Norway. You again. just touched on it there, Jürgen, but how much of a challenge is it for you as a coach when you arrive to this game tomorrow and virtually everybody expects you to win and win the game comfortably? How different a challenge is that for you? It's a challenge, but pretty much the best you can have because um, it means you are you have a good you are a manager of a good team, um, you are in an okay situation at least, and um, that's how it is. It took long enough for us to come in a situation like that, so I don't want to be in a situation now and now think that's the biggest problem in football. It's not, but yes, of course. But um, it's especially always this this the centre games of the of the group stage is like you have one away, one at home. We had that last year. I actually forgot it where we had it two years ago, but last year we had it against Red Star Belgrade and um, we won at home very comfortably. Maribor. And even there we was really high. It was seven nil there and at home was not that was not that it was I think three nil also. Yeah yeah. So clear as well but not the same game. So people maybe expect that but they want to strike them. <coughs> that's how it is, that's how football is, that's how life is, that's how sports is. And uh, that's uh, it's 100% clear that we have to that we really have to um, put in a proper shift tomorrow night. And um, we started the group, yes, maybe with the most difficult game you could get against Napoli away, um, 
but actually a good game but a bad result um, and that put us under pressure immediately so we had to win the next two games we did that um, and now we have to 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 uh, to use this basis tomorrow night and that's why we need everybody again really because how you can be, you know, I said the group is still open and that means for Kang as well means whatever their target is now if, wanna, if they want to go in the group or if they want to qualify for Europe at, at least at the end for the European League at the end, at the end that's um, that's still possible, especially if they win tomorrow night. So they have so big targets, and um, and that's what we have to respect and what we always did. How I said the story in the last two years is that we were always spot on in the, in the specific moments um, when it was really when it was really needed, and it was in, in these specific moments when we have the games, and that's what we have to show again. Otherwise, we don't have a chance, and otherwise, we don't deserve a chance to 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 go far in the competition or maybe even win it at the end because you only have a chance if you really respect each opponent. That's what we did and that's what we will do. Yeah, And then it's still a challenge, but how I said, a rather better one. Okay. Yes. Hi coach, I read in the newspapers that you didn't check on the result of uh, Manchester City after the Villa game. Did you check on the result of Racing Yank last weekend? And what do you make of that? Yeah, they lost there. Yeah, usually I do that. I don't remember them all, but in the first moment I look, I look at lineup stuff like this. Meanwhile, I know as well how, how Man City played, but it was the, 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 when I come in the, in the dressing room, I don't ask how did the other teams play. So um, it was actually 45 minutes after the game when somebody told me the results of the other games, and that's the first moment when I, when I heard about it. Um, and that's, that's all. But of course, I know about Genk and. Um, I know the different lineups, stuff like this, that what they changed and what they, um, who could play, and all these things. I have all the informations, but the, actually the, the final analyze meeting is after the press conference, and then I have all the information I need, and then we can train, and then we can train tomorrow morning again, and then we will play tomorrow night. Okay. Yes, and then we'll pass the microphone. Hi again. Hi. Um, after the Aston Villa match this weekend, James Milner put up a, a picture on Instagram where this caption was health warning. If you suffer from anxiety or heart problems, it's not advisable <laughs> to support LFC. <laughs> um, what do you make of that? And those comebacks, is that something you train on or practice on during trainings? Oh, I would love to say we do that all weekend, but we don't have to too much time to train it. We actually we trained it in the games before, if you want. Um, yeah, you are right. Um, all my family, friends, all of them who are close with us tell me the same. It's really they, they they try to enjoy our games, but it's more nervy and exciting, like uh, like it should be in their opinion. And um, but to be honest, it was not that intense, heart attack wise. It was it was not that because you have to accept in football. If you are really good, you should win a game. It's still not clear that you will win the game, but then you should win the game. And uh, we were in the first half not that as good as we could. In the second half, we were really good, but the result was against us. A couple of other things in the game were against us as well. And um, staying then on track, that really shows, yes, character, mentality as well. Don't get bothered by, by things you have no influence on. And that's what, that's what, it's what obviously it's better with a team who is working longer together. Uh, what we do, meanwhile, we have a lot of players, four years in, a lot of players, three years in, two years and all that stuff. So we are not together since a couple of weeks. So the, the, we together created this kind of belief that we really can do it. But we don't expect that it will happen without our influence. And um, boys influenced it a lot and that's why we deserved it. But uh, I can imagine that it's pretty hard to follow us, and um, I'm sorry for that, but 
at least at the end, most of the time, there was some relief, and that's good. It's going to be the final question. Hi again. Uh, you're playing against Genk, which is a very famous club for, for um, very big players. Uh, De Bruyne, Koulibaly, a lot of players, and Didi. Uh, and having Rigi. Yeah. Don't forget that. <laughs> Liverpool legend, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty famous here. <laughs> having analysed them and played against them once, uh, who strikes you as, as the next big thing from, from them? <laughs> oh, yeah. I did made this week already a mistake and put a proper backpack on the on, on the young players back from another club. I will not do that with um, with the gang players as well. But that's a proper club. Huh? That's really a nice story. When we when we played there and we saw all the pictures from the players who played there, the only, I thought in that moment, thank God they don't are not all here and we played them. So not that I didn't respect the players out there, but this is really an unbelievable group of players which they send all over the world. So that says a lot about the club and it says a lot about the character of a, of a club and the teams they create always. Last year becoming champion, which is incredible, um, an incredible success. Losing players, key players again, still staying on track, try it again, make new decisions, bring in new players. It's such a wonderful story, to be honest, but unfortunately we are not here to to show our admiration or uh, how much we admire stories like this. We, we, we have to... We have to beat them. That's a competition for, and um, that's what we will try. But it's really, I, I respect clubs like this a lot, and it's um, sensation. And there will in the future there will be more names coming from there. It's because if you have some, um, if you have this kind of direction as a club, it brings in other young kids who want to do the same, who want to do. They have their role models out there in world football, and it's really, um, it's important, obviously, for for the, imagine the world of football how. How it would be without all these wonderful players born or raised or educated at Genk. Oh, really? Not that nice. So we, we enjoy a lot what they do in the world of football, and that's cool. Thank you very much, Genk. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.